You are listening to Innovate at Open, stories from the cutting edge of technology innovation rooted in open source software and collaborative processes. I'm your host, Gordon Half. Hello, everyone. This is Gordon Half, technology evangelist with Red Hat, and we're here for another edition of Innovate at Open. And the topic today is Open Data Hub. And I have not one, not two, but three experts with me to talk about this. Now, I'm going to let them introduce themselves. Hey, Gordon. Thanks for having me. It's Stephen Yules. I am uh, responsible for the AI Center of Excellence at Red Hat. Hi, my name is Sherrod Griffin. I am in the AI Center of Excellence as well, responsible for the Open Data Hub and the internal running of the Data Hub at Red Hat. Pete McKinnon, Red Hat AI Center of Excellence, uh, helping customers and ISVs deploy their machine learning workloads on top of OpenShift and Kubernetes. So we heard Open Data Hub. Let's tell our listeners what it is. Yes, Open Data Hub. That's an interesting project. It's actually a meta project of other community projects that are out there. And what it does is it basically is responsible for orchestrating different components that will help data engineers, data scientists, as well as business analysts and, and uh, DevOps personnel to manage their infrastructure and actually deploy and train and create models and push them out from for machine learning and AI purposes. And what we try to do is take things that are being done in the community through open source technologies and wrap them up in something that can be deployed into Red Hat technologies such as OpenShift and leverage some of the other technologies like Ceph and JupyterHub and Spark and make it more easily and accessible for data scientists and data engineers to do their work. I'm going to put a architecture diagram, whatever you want to call it, in the show notes, but could you maybe a high level describe what some of the more interesting components are, what the basic architecture is for Open Data Hub. I think one of the key things that you'll see when you deploy Open Data Hub inside of OpenShift is that it solves your storage needs. We collaborated with the storage business unit at Red Hat, and we allow users to deploy Ceph object storage. That allows for uh, users to be able to store their massive amounts of unstructured data uh, and start to do data engineering and machine learning on top of that. Then you'll see other popular components like uh, Spark where you're able to then query the data that's sitting on top of the, that's sitting inside of Ceph. And then you can also use Jupyter Notebooks for your machine learning tools and uh, be able to interact with the data from those perspectives. So that's three kind of high-level components, but there are many more that you can interact with that allow you to do things like monitoring your infrastructure, being able to get alerts from things that are going wrong, uh, and then also doing things like uh, pushing out models to production, testing your models, validating them, and then doing some business intelligence on top of your data. We've been kind of talking uh, sort of an abstract level here. What are some of the things that our listeners might be interested in that we've used Open Data Hub for? There's a variety of use cases. It is a reference architecture, so we take it out into the field and sort of interact with our customers on ISVs and explain the various features. Typically, the use cases are machine learning where you have a data scientist who is working from a Python notebook and developing and training a model. And as part of that, the Spark component that uh, Sherrod talked about, ETL is an important part of machine learning pipelines. So uh, Spark can be used to basically pull that data out of data lakes that perhaps are stored in HDFS and Hadoop 
and put into the model development process. And to add to that, there, you know, I guess more broadly, um, the Open Data Hub internally is used as a platform where we allow users to import data of interest themselves and just experiment and explore data. So whether they want to build models and publish those models, um, it's really an open platform for them to play with an environment without having to worry about standing up their own infrastructure and monitoring um, components. More specifically, we use it for use cases that ultimately make their way into some of our product focus, right? So we're experimenting with things with how do we look at telemetry data for running systems and predict future capacity needs? How do we detect anomalies and then drill down to root cause analysis and try to remedy those things automatically? Um, these are all some of the use cases that, that we're using the Open Data Hub for. Um, we feel a lot of these obviously have resonated with our customers and they mirror the use cases they're trying to solve. Those are just a couple of the ones we're, we're doing internally. We've kind of been talking about the internal Red Hat aspect of Open Data Hub, but of course, this isn't just an internal Red Hat thing. Correct. So as Pete mentioned, uh, Open Data Hub is a reference architecture. It is open source, and we use it as a framework for how we talk with customers around implementing AI on OpenShift. Um, there's a lot about Open Data Hub in the way it's been broken apart and architected that it it hits on a lot of the key points of, of the types of workloads and activities all customers are doing. There's data ingestion. There's data exploration. There's analysis. There's publishing of models. There's operations of models. There's operating the cluster. There's security concerns. There's privacy concerns. All of those are, are commoditized within Open Data Hub. But because it's an open source reference architecture, it gives us the freedom them to engage with customers and talk about the tool sets that they're using to manage their use cases. So instead of just having a box of technology that's maybe loosely coupled and loosely integrated, we can gear the conversation toward what's your use case, what tools are you using today? Some may be open source, some may be Red Hat, some may be you know, ISV partner provided, and we can work that into a solution for the customer. They may not even touch on all of those levels that I discussed there. But what we've tried to do is give an all-encompassing vision so we can build out the full picture of what's capable and then solve customer problems where they have specific needs. Again, as listeners can see when they look at show notes, there is an architecture there. But, for example, there's a number of different storage options. There's a number of different uh, streaming and event-type models. There's a number of other types of tools that they can use. Of course, they can add things that aren't even in there. And if they add them, we'd love for them to contribute them back, right? Because that's the entire open source model. And we use the, the, the Open Data Hub community as that collection point for whether you're an ISV, whether you're an open source community. If you want to be part of this tightly integrated community, that's where we want to do that integration work. And I think that's one of the real values of in open source and it's open source and open data hub is it does make it possible to combine these technologies from different places together, have outside contributors, get outside input in a way that I don't think was ever really possible with proprietary products. Yeah, and I think that's where it really resonates with uh, Red Hat customers is they finally sort of see the power of open source in terms of actually solving real use cases that you know are important to their their businesses all the components are open source the entire project open source open shift itself is open source so it's an ethos that sort of infuses everything about open data and I would add to that, one of the interesting points that both Stephen and, and, and Pete brought up uh, is, you know, how customers have gravitated towards that. And a lot of that is because 
we're also showing them that, hey, you've invested in Red Hat already, or you've invested in, in RHEL, you've invested in containers. In order for you to get that same experience that you may see from an AWS, uh, you know, SageMaker or some of their tools, their cognitive tools, Microsoft's cognitive tools, you don't have to go and, re- and reinvest somewhere else. Uh, we can show you with, through this reference architecture how you can take some of Red Hat's more popular technologies and use those same things like OpenShift, like RHEL, like containers and and be able to have that same experience that you may see in AWS, but in your own infrastructure. And whether that's something that's on-prem or whether that's something in the hybrid cloud or even an OpenShift deployed in the cloud, you're able to move those workloads freely between clouds and and not feel like you have to reinvest in something brand new. One of the interesting things about Open Data Hub, and I think it's also an interesting thing about OpenShift, for example, is over the last few years, maybe, we've really started to see this power of different communities and different projects and and different technological pieces kind of coming together. I mean, certainly open source is long history, but with cloud native in the case of OpenShift, with the AI tools coming together and something like Open Data Hub, I think we're seeing more and more this strength of open bringing all these different pieces together. Yeah, absolutely. And and what we quickly realized, we this this whole first started out uh, the data open data hub project first started out as uh, an internal proof point. How can we with open source technologies uh, solve some AI needs at Red Hat? And what we quickly understood is there's more of a life cycle that machine learning models have to go through, first starting with con- uh, collecting data all the way through to a business analyst and showing uh, the value of a model. And so that allowed us to map out all of the different parts of the, of the life cycle and then start to figure out how can we introduce open source technologies at each stage of that to help the process along. And so as we've discovered what those, those uh, processes are, We've internally deployed those into our own systems, and we're working towards getting a more robust system that solves our own problems. And as we do that, we share that with the uh, open, the uh, broader community saying, hey, here are the open source tools we did for each part of the life cycle of a machine learning model, uh, and here's how you can do the same thing. And it even really goes beyond that. We're here at Boston University at DevConf US conference, and for example, there's a lot of work being done uh, on the research side uh, with Red Hat and BU, for instance, on uh, privacy-preserving AI techniques, and that's too much to get into in this podcast, but you know that's part of the whole mix, too. Yeah, certainly privacy, obviously, with a lot of the trends that people have seen with some of the major companies out there is a very hot topic. And there's a lot that Red Hat's already historically been doing in this space. So whether it was looking into things like multi-party computing to preserve the anonymity of certain data sets, um, you know, that's something we've been doing for quite some time. Um, there's other things we're looking into, too, things like differential privacy. So how do we allow access to data for analysis from multiple parties while still preserving that, that you know, anonymous uh, component? And then even beyond that, we're starting to look into things like data governance, right? What exists in the open source world for data governance? How do I adhere to and maintain my GDPR compliance? And the, these standards are only going to continue to emerge as more and more data gets collected on people. And so um, they're very hot topics, and they are things that Red Hat's actively involved in and, and has a voice in uh, going forward. 
Outside of Red Hat, what are we seeing in terms of interest, adoption of not just the individual technologies, but Open Data Hub more broadly? I think you know, a lot of what you've seen, if I even pull that uh, step back, like the, the reason why a lot of this technology now is taking off the way it is, is because industry has readily adopted a lot of the open source standards and they, they've started to expect the open source frameworks to support their use cases. And so it's not enough that you simply have a single component that can deliver one piece of value. You want an integrated suite that solves a, a whole myriad of your problems. And so in doing so, there's a natural correlation and integration that has to occur. And so that's being done in pockets in different areas, and they're solving maybe niche use cases. But when you look at something like Open Data Hub, it's actually crossing the spectrum and the boundaries of what it takes to actually operationalize the, the solutions to these problems. Um, historically, a lot of these problems were solved by individuals who could do something on a very high-powered workstation under their desk, but they never made their way into production. Um, so the value companies were able to get from was very, very limited. They migrated PowerPoint slides, but they never really delivered any value. And companies now expect that value to be delivered. And the Open Data Hub and that type of framework is what allows for that something to be put in operations and then maintained, similar like you would um, any other sort of critical uh, application. Well, I think the other thing that happened is if we kind of look at this space a few years ago, it almost looked like people were looking for that magic bullet, the like Hadoop, for example, oh, this is going to solve everybody's data problems. And what we're really seeing is you need a toolkit. You don't necessarily want a toolkit that you have to go all over the vast internet and assemble from scratch and figure out what projects really do the job and which ones um, are works in progress. And Open Data Hub kind of bridges that, it would seem. Yeah, I was going to say, um, in recent talks, I've sort of started off the talk talking about the AI winter, which has been this notion of this cycle of enthusiasm and investment by companies and other institutions in uh, artificial intelligence and machine learning, only to ultimately see it sort of fall by the wayside, fall apart. Everything has changed now, and I think open source is a big component of that change because... As Stephen was saying, these various individual component projects, like, say, Jupyter Hub, they're, they're their own communities. But those communities are starting to sort of interact with each other in, in various ways. And what's been missing is sort of an integrated suite, like Steve was talking about, and, and that's what we're trying to do with the Open Data Hub, something that, that provides a comprehensive AI machine learning platform so that uh, to sort of defeat this sort of cycle of AI machine learning <laughs> winters that uh, that come and go. Yeah, I would also say what we've seen uh, when we talk to customers is that they're all at so many different stages of uh, their AI journey. Some of them are at the very beginning. They just want to know what AI is and what that means to their organization. Uh, some of them are at the tail end where they've developed models and they don't know how to productionalize it. So one of the things we're able to do is is take the Open Data Hub as a grounding moment for us to all uh, have the same basic conversation. And then we can start to talk with to them and say, hey, if you're just starting out, Here's something you can start out with, or or if you're ready to productionalize it, the Open Data Hub can help you conceptualize and, and have a reference architecture for how to productionalize it. And it allows us to just have conversations with our customers to m let them first understand that we know the problem because we're doing it internally ourselves, but then also 
as we work with other customers and get more information about what they may want to do with governance, with security, with auditing, all these other things that happen before you go uh, push it to production, how can we go about it in a broader community sense where we're tackling all of this together and we're, we're, we're really pushing the envelope where everybody's starting to contribute and we're getting feedback from the customers and we're, but we're also providing guidance. How does a new person or organization typically get involved, whether it's Open Data Hub specifically, but these types of projects? What's your general recommendation? Having served in various open source communities, it becomes readily apparent about sort of best practices for getting involved. Um, There's typically a lot of enthusiasm. Somebody identifies a project that they think is going to be great to work on. It's very important to sort of approach the community and understand how the community conducts itself. And typically, open source communities these days have exactly that uh, code of conduct. Uh, There's best practices around things like GitHub in terms of forming a pull request if you have a a new feature or a bug request to help the community. And also, there's modern chat applications like Slack and uh, Google Chat and things like that where these companies sort of form around. And it's always good to come into those arenas sort of hat in hand, as it were, and, and be humble about what, what it is you're trying to do, ask questions, listen to the conversations, and sort of build up value and present that value back to the, the community. So you're saying that if I won't get involved, I shouldn't just join the mailing list and tell everyone they don't know what they're doing? I wouldn't recommend that, no. How would you describe through a very high level, the state of Open Data Hub today and what we should expect to see for next steps? What should really our expectations be? Yeah, the the state of Open Data Hub, it's ever-evolving, and, and we're really meeting with customers, understanding what their use cases are, trying to see how do we solve the use cases with something, the reference architecture like the Open Data Hub, and see where the gaps are. If you look at when we first started this earlier this year, and we, we first put out our first operator that deployed the Open Data Hub. Operator? Talking about OpenShift and Kubernetes, operator is a, a powerful new paradigm where you basically encapsulate application lifecycle for a particular component, and that component interacts with the Kubernetes and OpenShift API to do full lifecycle management of that, that component. So that's sort of the 50,000-foot view. Yeah, and just to add a little bit to that, just having seen a workshop yesterday in this topic, I mean, the idea is you give the operator and it can, can install, say, your Kafka venting system and Spark cluster and your Jupyter notebooks. And for something that has a lot of components like Open Data Hub, I mean, the idea is, you know, it's as if you had an expert on the system come in and spend a couple hours installing things for you. Yeah, that's exactly right, and and that's why we we gravitated towards operators pretty early. The Open Data Hub is an operator, uh, kind of a meta operator. It even deploys other operators like uh, Strimzy Kafka. Uh, you know, we're also working with the Selden team. Uh, we're going to be looking at uh, integrating some other of the, our partners into that ecosystem. Uh, but what I was getting at is where we were earlier this year was the Open Data Hub was really focused on the data scientist use case, trying to replace the experience of all of your data scientists across an organization doing work on their laptops. 
Uh, certain people may have different components installed. You know, everyone's doing pip installs with different versions, and you have all kinds of dependencies that are very specific to that data scientist laptop or workstation. What we try to do is solve that by introducing this into Kubernetes so that we have a multi-user environment in OpenShift so that everybody has the same playing field. Uh, every user is using the same suite of tools. They're using the same suite of dependencies and same versions of, of packages, so it makes it easier to collaborate. Once we did that, the next step was to start to introduce more of a uh, management of your machine learning models. So now we've introduced Selden, where you can actually deploy your model as a REST API. Uh, and then we also introduced Kafka uh, for data ingestion down into your object storage. And then we also had the ability to query the data using Spark. Coming down the pipeline in the next month here, we're going to be introducing tools for the data engineer. So what we're doing is looking at how do you catalog your data that's stored in the object storage. This is Hive Metastore, but we're also introducing technologies on top of that, such as Hue, uh, which will allow you to be able to manipulate the data before the data scientists even get there. Uh, and the reason that we decided on that is because we all know that before you do machine learning, uh, data just doesn't come in cleanly, right? It's not perfect right out the gate. Uh, so we knew that there was a step missing in enabling data engineers to kind of massage and clean that data before the data scientists got a hold of it. Uh, and then down the pipeline after that, we're looking at BI tools, uh, but then also there's going to be more governance. We're looking at tools uh, that might help out, such as Apache Ranger, Apache Atlas. Uh, we have a number of uh, uh, people that are contributing in that space. Uh, so we're looking at how can we introduce more cohesive end-to-end -end management of the platform? And, and you'll see more of that as we move along in the next few months here. And where should someone go to learn more? OpenDataHub.io is the community site. You'll find a number of listservs if you just want to stay in the loop. If you want to get involved, um, you can sign up and we can pull you into the various work streams. Thank you for listening to this episode of Innovate at Open. For future episodes, subscribe to Innovate at Open on your favorite podcast app. You could also go bitmason, B-I-T-M-A-S-O-N, dot blogspot dot com for show notes, blogs, and a full archive of episodes and more. Thank you for listening. This is Gordon Half, Technology Evangelist at Red Hat.